The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I want to get right into it today with my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. We are talking about a whole bunch of things, um, but I do want to start the show by quoting Madonna. I've had a lot of you guys write in. I actually, i got to give her points here. Usually, that's my response, too. Um, okay, what'd you say? I, I haven't heard this. i got, I, I got to give her some points here. With everyone slamming on Trump, and I know you guys are constantly writing in to me. I'm on Twitter right now looking at what y'all have to say. Um, Most of you have been outside. Madonna made a comment and said, there are some real problems in the White House right now, and everyone needs to stop making shit up and overblowing stuff because we are missing real problems like health care and Russia by arguing about stupid things. Okay, you had me until Russia because that goes right to the stupid thing. I, I, yeah, I agree, but the, her argument is actually not... There are plenty of, sh- of things to uh, criticize Trump for. Why make shit up? I mean, really. Yeah, you don't need to be making stuff up. And I kind of got to go with Madonna here. Um, yep. I, you guys have written in. We've talked about this a lot. The reason politics is so intertwined with celebrity right now is because of our current commander in Cheeto. Um. Well, that the, everybody in the is kind of against him and really, really cheesed off, and they have cameras. So Yes and no. I've found uh, a really interesting consensus among... Um, no, I have to excuse from this, like, my friend uh, Jane Velez Mitchell. She's she's lovely. She's been on the show a few times. Um, Rachel Maddow, and there, there are a few that have nothing good to say, but I've, I've found a really kind of a general consensus on we hoped we were wrong. And today, when he overturned uh, the the trade deal with Cuba, what's going on with Paris, um, there, there really are problems, and there really are impeachable offenses. But as long as people are sitting here arguing, and I am not saying impeach the man for the love of God, let's not create any more drama. I'm and simply let's saying... let's not create President Pence. Yeah, that could be worse. At least it's right now, we just have to deal with the hot air balloon. actually get things done. Yeah, he would. It's it's really. I mean, let's let's stick with the hot air balloon. He's safe um, where he is, people. He's safe where he is. <laughs> it could be worse. Like Joe Biden, uh, the, safe where he is. Yeah, the the reality is where we are now. Uh, we have people complaining about Comedy Central, and for those of you that don't know, Comedy Central started the uh, Donald J. Trump Presidential Museum, and they mm-hmm. made the comment that presidential museums go up at the end of a president's term. But we do not know when Donald Trump's uh, presidency is going to end because it right. seems like he never wanted it to begin in the first place. And we don't know if it'll end tomorrow through impeachment or, you know, four years from now or if he'll become a dictator and be there for 15 years. Please remember this is Comedy Central and they are joking. Do not take any of that seriously. But yeah, they put up a presidential you. library right around the corner from Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. And it's a Twitter. It, it's covered in his tweets. 
it was brilliant. It was, and it's got a cold toilet, and the you know the the Oval Office with the Russian flag, and it's really it's a funny commentary, and people have yeah. kind of slammed this, um, saying, well, if Hillary Clinton, by freedom of speech, and exactly. it, it prompts speech, and know, that's it. There's there's worse. nothing to complain about, mm-hmm. um, but but I do say if it was Hillary Clinton, I think it would be a uh, a, a monument to pants suits. But I think everyone needs to stop with the Hillary Clinton shit, saying, well, if it was Hillary Clinton, it's not. We're all in the same boat, guys. So writing into me and saying, well, it should have been Hillary Clinton, it doesn't matter. I'm, if you voted for her, great. She wants to run in four years, so let's... We'll argue about it then. Awful. The point is, right now, we have a commander-in-chief, and if you're unhappy with him, voice it. But doing mm-hmm. a comparative, well, if it was Bernie Sanders, well, if I had $8 million and then I pooped in the other hand, only one of those hands would be full. Mm-hmm. That, that, was, that was a quote from my uh, cra- a crazy uncle of mine. I cleaned it up a lot. But you guys, <laughs> push in one hand, shit in the other and see which one fills up faster. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's the quote. Excuse me, mm-hmm. but it, that's the reality of it. It doesn't matter what anyone else would do. This is where we are. Um, the quick recap... Hollywood's mad because this has caused us a lot of deals in Europe. Hollywood's mad because now we're not going to be able to film in Cuba. And they just pulled a lot of our, because of this new deal, it's pulling. It's really, I think he hates the film industry and he's getting even by destroying us. Well, you know, they they, they kind of hate him, so. Mm. Not really. Um, mm. Believe it or not, believe it or not, there are a few and it's popular to hate Trump. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood really does serve to the popular popular side of things. But I know a lot of people who, who genuinely despise him, who have had contact with him, and who genuinely like him, who have had contact with him. So it's this weird amalgamation of people who say, I think he's a terrible leader, but a nice guy. Some people say, I think he's an okay leader, but a terrible guy. Mm-hmm. Um the, the, the rape allegations with him and things like that have not made him overly popular. The, the Trump university, he's had a lot of baggage, but I think mm-hmm. people, especially people writing in, guys, you need to t- start taking stuff on face value and where it is now. Yeah, it, it is more important to uh, at least try and get Trump, you know, if, if Trump is doing something that you don't like, like ish, try to... The more try important and- issues are... You know, what he's doing, uh, you know, it, the opening up our national parks to drilling is, I'm not a fan of, uh, well, although he, the Dakota uh, Access Pipeline good. did, uh, did uh, get stopped. Well, he opened his first coal mine that's completely costing, that's costing a fortune and only providing 70 jobs because most of the work is automated. So, uh, but he shut down a solar plant right next to it to provide coal. And it's not clean coal, it's just coal. So... He's, he's done some dumb things, but he stepped forward on the health care bill and said it was mean. And believe right. it or not, from Trump, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That is the first line I've heard from him since coming into the presidency that was not self-serving in some way. Well, it, it is self-serving because he knows how unpopular he is and how unpopular it is. Well, that, he also said that it would be great, and the people that are actually drafting legislation are far making it great so I think this will happen a bunch of times I still think he humanized himself by looking at actually looking at it 
Now, mm-hmm. you hear reports coming out of the White House that he likes his presentation with pictures. Um, and that's true. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, everyone gave him grief for not really talking about Adam West, which I'm, I'm heartbroken we lost Adam West. Yeah, but they I had love. a one. They, uh, they shined a bat signal, and I think it was. Uh, it was City uh, Hall. City Hall of USC yes. building downtown uh, in LA last night as a they tribute did. to Adam West. They did the night of his funeral. We actually, Alexis and I, were invited to the funeral right after it happened. And one thing I can't stand about Hollywood, and for those of you that don't know, even funerals are networking events. So when I get invited to the funeral of someone I know or mm-hmm. somebody I respect, I don't go because I can't mm-hmm. do that. That That's, I mean, I can stoop pretty damn low, but that's about as low as I can stoop. Um, but they did. I thought it was the most beautiful tribute they used the original bat signal and shone it on Los Angeles City Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was that was nice. I think uh, Family Guy's going to do something for him too. Uh, yeah, Seth MacFarlane, uh, from what everyone said, was heartbroken. He shut down. Uh, he shut down the recording session when they were getting ready. He just mm-hmm. stopped it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I've known some people who've known Adam for quite a while, and they have nothing but really nice things to say about him. Yeah, he, he did a lot of the Comic-Con circuits, and I've actually not really had dealings with Adam West, but I know a lot of people that work with him, and he does kind of the same comic circuit that I did. And he's just one of those people, you never heard a bad word about him. He was just mm. a funny, straight-laced guy. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, back to Trump. Okay. <laughs> um, so everyone was criticizing Trump for not really talking about Adam West. And I think yeah. people are getting upset that he's too into celebrity and then upset when he's not celebrity enough. Well, I, has he, because we've lost even quite a few celebrities during his, his tenure uh, so far. But has he commented on anyone else? I don't know. Guys, tell me the answer to that. Has he yeah. commented on anyone else, or are we just singling him out for Donald Trump? Find me on tw- uh, for uh, Adam West. Find me on Twitter. Give me the right answer, and I will give you an ATV ride in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest Bar in Sedona or Las Vegas. Your choice on one of those locations. So I'll give you one of those three. Your choice. Write in and tell me. Has he done that for anyone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think he did. I don't think he has. I, I, I don't trying think to so. Think. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let's see. We had uh, the Presidential Museum. People are criticizing that, but you know, yeah. whatever. It's called free speech. Freedom of it's free, uh, it's freedom of speech, guys. I saw. Can can I talk about your reenactment of the Kathy Griffin photo? <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. So, for those of you that heard Paul, that were on a couple of weeks ago, Paul and I were you know, kind of vehemently defending Kathy Griffin, not because we agreed with what she did, but because we kind of go the way Jim Carrey did, and she can mm-hmm. do whatever the hell she wants. Let her fans right. criticize her. Let the people criticize her. The government needs to stay out of it. It's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Well, Paul did a great reenactment where he was holding Kathy Griffin's head. Well, I just wanted to let people know, for the sake of parody, uh, how to actually make the disembodied head of Kathy Griffin. Why not? So, mm-hmm. And that's it. And so that's one thing in Hollywood, guys. We do believe in freedom of speech. It doesn't matter whether you're studio or you're indie. 
we all believe in the same thing, which is good or bad, we have the right to make the art, the film, mm -hmm. in my case, the sell-out products that yes, we want I to make. To be just as much of an asshole as Kathy Griffith was. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And no one can say anything. Speaking of sellout products, <laughs> we will. I'm working with the Arizona Corpse Crew, the guy that does all my zombie stuff, coming up here at Palm Springs Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get him to sell out because I'm trying to get him into some zombie shows and stuff. And I mean, he's really into his art, so it's really hard to get authentic artsy people to sell out. I know. I try and do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But you're one of those authentic artsy people too, Paul. <laughs> I am for sale, though. You are for sale. That is true. My friend mm -hmm. Scott Haskins, much like you, he's the one that does the music for the show. Mm -hmm. The uh, the intro music. He's he's the same. He's artistic. He's he's uh, authentic. And if there's enough money, he'll sell out too. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's the. Yeah, most of us are easy. <laughs> Fair. So that's how that's kind of where we are on the Donald Trump thing, guys. I know you don't particularly um, love love that response. I can tell. I can see it live. <laughs> but just remember, for those that are grumbling, saying, "Well, if it was Hillary Clinton, but it's not," and if it was her, we would still probably be talking about Trump because he would be slamming her and taking over social media this way, and we'd all probably be agreeing with him just a little bit more. The reality is, it doesn't well, matter who that's fought. That's not where we're person. at. So. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who fought, who fought. What matters is who won. When we come back, we are going to be talking to Dr. Russ, talking about all things skinny. And I do have to tell you guys, we had some amazing, amazing write-ins for Dr. Russ and some really, really good questions. Um, I had someone ask me about, I keep talking about a loft hotel that we stayed in in Phoenix and they were looking for a loft. We stayed at the A-loft. It's one word, A-loft Phoenix Airport Hotel. I, I posted a bunch of pictures from there. So it wasn't a loft hotel. Um, so that was my bad. I have a funny accent. I will clarify it and I will put up a link so that I look like less of an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said it. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't look at it. It literally looks like a law. I, I get it. I have a funny accent, but I did. It was a loft hotel in Phoenix. It's a loft. So <laughs> that was the plug I did a couple of weeks ago during Comic-Con. And apparently someone went looking for the hotel because they saw the photos and stuff and um, um, I, I, heinous, I heinously misled them. So, I had to give that shout out. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bowler. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dr. Russ about all things skinny, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Then we will be coming back on talking about getting famous in Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bowler, and this is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. 
Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. And for those of you asking for the Kathy Griffin head photo, um, I will ask Paul if we can have permission to repost it. Paul, can we have permission to repost it? Please, please. Okay. The road up everywhere. That's the idea. Okay. (laughs) So we will do that. I will get it off Paul and I will send a link to my Twitter from the original link. Okay, guys? That's to our Twitter shout out. Now, I do want to say, I do want to welcome to the show, Dr. Russ. Because we've got some questions and I want to jump right on it. G'day, g'day. How are you doing? Good. Nice to be here. So, I'm. we're really happy to have you on. I had a write-in from David in Johnson City, Tennessee, which reminded me of a song and things just got strange from there. He wrote in, does green tea actually work to lose weight? I will give you the second note he literally just sent on Twitter in just a minute after this. All right. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to answer that one. Then I'm going to give you the uh, add-on that he that he just sent. Well, that sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> in, in recent years, uh, green tea has sparked interest as a weight loss agent, and there is good science uh, to substantiate the, this fact. Um, the fly in the ointment is the recent uh, reports. Uh, 
there have been reports of cases where the ingestion of green tea extract has led to serious liver problems. So it's up to the listeners to uh, weigh those two. Uh, somebody worked out the fact that you could uh, take a certain, like, nine grams a day without uh, running the I risk of liver problems, but I'm a little bit uh, reluctant to, to state that it's not going to uh, even at smaller doses. So this is a typical pattern where uh, nutraceuticals, uh, Weight loss agents, medications will come out and uh, people think they're God's gift to the world and then it ends up that they're not as quite as good as uh, ha- had originally been expected. And green tea uh, does fall in that category. But in, in uh, response to your listener David's uh, question, uh, green tea does actually work to lose weight. Uh, now, here's the addendum. Uh, first off, I do want to say, I always call that the Dr. Oz effect. He says something on TV or someone says it, then someone uses his, fa- his face in a fake ad, then everyone does it. Um, but what David said, I want to preface it this by saying, I've told you all my assistant is on medication, so she's not sending me all of the information. Um, Dr. Russ, David is not taking the green tea orally. Yeah. He's, he's, he's using it as a flush, apparently, um, and, and Alexis, uh, I'm, she needs to take some time off work till she, till she sobers up a little. <laughs> she's, she's really so I think that would probably exacerbate the, uh, the liver issue. Oh, okay, do you put the bag in and then the water? or do you, I, 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 I okay. simply okay. don't know how he's doing it. I'm just telling you what the addendum was. Um, oh, does that... I'm not Googling that. All right. Oh. Uh, well, uh, you know, Paul had a visceral reaction to that one, um, and uh, yes, uh, lots of medications are uh, are able to be taken uh, uh, rectally, and, and uh, sometimes it enhances the the effects of the medication because it's absorbed uh, more readily. But um, the medication ends up in your in your bloodstream, so uh, it's the same result. Um, so I, I I wouldn't think that that would make a great difference as far as uh, the question of liver toxicity. Uh, probably it would be better um, uh, to uh, all things being equal to uh, uh, for weight loss because you probably absorb more more of the active ingredient and uh, so uh, as okay. I say there are many medications that are uh, prescribed that way uh, especially ones aimed at uh, at the gut and uh, so uh, that's interesting what's the, the next, next question, question? the next question is from Joan in Quebec <laughs> Canada. Is Quebec in Canada? I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. To all I, Canadian listeners out there, yes, it is. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys and guys in Canada. There's another Quebec somewhere, but we'll get into that. How do you recognize a thyroid issue from Joan in Quebec, Canada? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, those uh, Canadians, they're, they're bilingual, aren't they? Because uh, um, 
Joan is probably French-speaking, but uh, she she asked us her question in English. Um, and uh, so uh, she's asking if uh, how would one recognize um, a thyroid issue? And I'm going to put this in the context of her weight, okay? Uh, if she's having unexplained weight gain, uh, that does indicate a possible thyroid problem. Uh, that is an underactive thyroid. And uh, her doctor, uh, Joan's doctor, uh, can diagnose this with, with a blood test. Uh, but also clinical picture, a clinical picture of low thyroid uh, would be a, a slowed down heart rate, uh, sleeping a lot, puffy eyelids. Uh, one, once it's diagnosed as an underactive thyroid, it's easily treated uh, with supplement and then periodic monitoring of a blood test. Okay. So, Joan, go on in and get that. By the way, it's awesome. I didn't even think about the fact that uh, she would be bilingual, but I do remember getting stuck in Canada and trying to um, use some very, very bad French. So that is actually really, really cool. Our last question is from Abby in Alton, Utah. Do you have to use medication to lose weight? And if so, what do I use? Uh, Well, this is... uh uh, you, you certainly don't have to use medication to lose weight. Uh, proper eating and with professional help sometimes, if necessary, to try to determine why she's overweight. Uh, not everyone's overweight for the same reason. Likewise, uh, the approach to weight loss varies. Um, if, if you are in uh, search of a supplement, uh, not requiring a prescription, I recommend the New Palm Springs Diet. Uh, that is uh, our new product. And uh, it, it's comprised of a spray, a spray formulation of Garcinia Cambodica. And it's taken before meals or when you have a food craving or, or hunger pang. Uh, Garcinia Cambodica is a well-known weight loss nutraceutical that's both safe and effective. Our product is different, though, because it brings this agent as a spray format that's convenient to use and and avoids the need to take pills. Now, we're going to have that product out uh, in the the near future summer, so uh, I'll keep you appraised of, uh, of that. I really appreciate that. And I do want to say for those of you that want to lose weight and you're looking for the best alternative, get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. You can find it on Amazon.com, AuthorHouse.com, or you can go to KennethRussMD.com. Get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. And if you're here in Palm Springs or you're in California, take a trip out. Go see Dr. Russ because he can get it all under control for you. Um, Dr. Russ, may... I ask, I, we've got a free book courtesy of Dr. Russ, a copy of the Palm Springs Diet to give away. Uh, what was your favorite question this week, Dr. Russ? Uh, I like the question about the uh, thyroid because uh, of the fact that uh, not everyone is overweight for the same reason, and this, this question uh, illustrates that fact. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to uh, give Joan and the uh, Quebecois 
um, a copy of the book. Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, Joan in Quebec, Canada, I apologize for insulting everyone in Quebec and not knowing where that was. I feel like an ass. And next time I will Google, we are going to be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, courtesy of Dr. Ross, so that you can feel better about yourself. And if you really do think there is a thyroid issue there, you guys have great medical. You're like Australia, so go in and get it checked. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ross, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Summer. Uh, Have a great weekend, uh, both you and Paul, and uh, look forward to talking next week. We'll see. We'll talk to you next week, and thank you very much from the listeners and for sharing the Palm Springs diet with us. Uh, The gentleman that just wrote uh, wrote in on Twitter that asked me if he was talking about garlic carcinogens, please tell me you're fucking with me. Seriously, Google it. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Boland talking about all things Hollywood. Uh, Paul, why don't would you uh, repeat what you were saying during break? I was just pointing out that the one uh, the Twitter thing that uh, his first tweet was uh, uh, you know 
I, I would really like to know how the, the health effects of eating green tea, of drinking green tea, and then P.S. I'm putting it in my butt. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I would just say that that's probably like first up in the queue for questions. I, I would start with that. That would be that would be how I start that. Yeah, because like, how do you saying. make the tea? Do you put the bag in first and boil out of water? I mean, really, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> All I right, am guys, not we, that. No. <laughs> we are getting on with an amazing editor, Tom Wise. Tom has worked on television shows in Hollywood. He has been around for quite a while, and we're going to talk to you about the real side of Hollywood. Tom, Hi, welcome Thomas. to the show. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Thank you so, so much for joining us. I always preface it, everything, with saying this is an 18 and over show. We don't care what you say. Say it however you want. Um, and they'll beep us out later if we're too naughty. So welcome yeah, we were to the just show. Talking about green tea. We were just talking about green tea animals. Don't worry about it. it, it okay, was, well, yep. I'll, I'll try to be as profane as possible. Fantastic. That's always good for ratings. Um, okay. How did you get into entertainment? Oh, gosh. Well, when I was a kid, I was fascinated by film and TV production, and uh, I grew up in South Carolina, and there's not a whole lot of feature film production down there, especially not uh, when I was growing up. So I wound up working in TV because that's done all over, and uh, I've stayed in the TV industry ever since, and I wound up specializing in editing, and that has been my specialty ever since, uh, oh, gosh, longer ago than I care to admit. Now, editing, for those that don't know, editing is one of the most important and probably one of the least recognized aspects of filmmaking. Because if we fuck it up during filming, they can save us. Well, in many cases, yes, a lot is saved in the editing process. It, it is. And you guys have to have a real creative vein to, to put things together. Because even if you have a script and you have the footage and everything, it, it doesn't always mesh. You guys have to True. make things work. Yes. Uh, yeah, rarely will a producer be able to uh, go back and reshoot something if it's not working uh, as originally planned. So in many cases, the editor, if he or she uh, knows what he's doing, he might be able to save, uh, save a, a scene, for example. It's true. My editors have always hated me because I'm not a big fan of that. And I'm like, I don't care. Fix it. I don't care how you fix it. Here's a, toothbrush, here's a toothpick and a flashlight. Go be MacGyver. And that's essentially, okay. what, but that's essentially what you guys have to do. It's part of the job, yeah. What's your favorite part of the job? Oh, boy. Um, that's actually a tough question. I, I particularly love working with music. So if I'm able to work with a music-driven production of some sort, that's where I really excel. Uh, music gives you rhythm. It gives you a feel for the, the content. Uh, and seeing something come together in the, final, in the final cut, as it were, that's very satisfying if everything works. Amazing. Now, I'm going to ask you, if someone wanted to get into editing... What would be your advice to them? How, how could somebody get into doing this? Because it's not, I know people go through film school, but there's also the expression, it's not, you know, what, it, it's who you know. How do you get into doing it? Yeah, well, that's very true. It is who you know to a great extent. Um, film school used to be the way to go, but there are so many resources 
available online, for example, for free, that if one is diligent and wants to learn how to edit and wants to learn the software, etc., then they can do so, and they can, in many cases, do it without really spending money. Uh, of course, the, uh, the equipment required does cost a little bit. You have to have a good laptop and uh, some editing software of your choice. But once you have that, you're pretty much set up. Now, for those writing in on Twitter, no, it is not something that you can do just because you picked up a laptop. You can't work on, on shows. You've worked on E.T., you've worked on uh, Entertainment Tonight, you've worked on The Doctors. I mean, you've worked on some pretty high-profile shows. Yeah. Over the years, I've had a lot of fortunate uh, breaks, and uh, I've had the privilege of working on some fairly high-profile programs, yeah. What it's, was the worst um, show you ever worked on? Sorry. The worst? You knew that was coming. The worst show? <laughs> yeah, worst show. One you hated the most, worst director, horrible producer... Mean actors, uh, horror, just just the worst. Uh, well, uh, I don't really think of uh, the shows I've worked on in those terms. I've worked in some unusually difficult situations okay, where we'll producers were. Okay, well, I don't want to name shows or anything like that, but I've been in some situations where the producers were especially disorganized and uh, came into the edit bay pretty unprepared and so it doesn't make for a very clean workflow Uh, it makes it unnecessarily complicated and time consuming in the editing process so that's something to uh, to avoid if possible but I can't really give you the name of any particular show that I can watch it's okay we don't expect you to name names it was more the uh, what's the like what's what was your worst experience Hmm. Well, I was hired at one point by a uh, fairly large TV network that I, I think I won't name. I would they're not a very high, They're a very high-profile, well-established network under uh, extremely controlling corporate ownership. And um, they extended a job offer to me, and I relocated to where they are located for this job. And... Um, they effectively hired me for one job, and then once I was there, put me in a different job. And it was purely because of poor management, and that was because of corporate budget cutting, which had been going on over and over in the decade prior to my being hired there. So they, they got rid of their experienced managers and replaced them with uh, less experienced people who actually literally did not know what the people in their departments did on a daily basis. So that made for a pretty uh, difficult situation. So what I would say regarding that is just beware of companies that are under excessive creative, I'm sorry, excessive corporate control because you're going to get possibly into a situation where the management may not have a complete grasp of what's going on and uh, it's, I, in my experience, it's better to work for smaller companies. I can see that. I think um, I've worked for most of the big boys, and there seems to be less creativity and less organization. Yeah, the um, bottom liners. That's all they care yeah. about. 
Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Paul. That well, that's me. But yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> assholes. It's, it's it's what we do. I can't help it. It's but we're under pressure. Um, Paramount is terrible for that. I mean, really, always trying to cut. That's and I'm speaking on my behalf. I'm not saying he was there. I'm saying I I was. Um, and that's that's my parent company, and I know we do that. Um, and I've gotten dealing with with friends of mine. Um, I've I've gotten into some arguments because they will put seriously underqualified people in positions just so they can cut that budget or, or cut back on that cost. And you come back with a really crappy product, and you come back with a really difficult work environment for people. We're, the we're reality is. Yeah, but we're working in a town where uh, director, producer, and uh, uh, sorry, uh, director, producer, writer can all be entry-level positions. I still maintain you cannot be a director, a producer, and a writer. Pick a major, people. Um, that, that's sorry. That's that's my opinion. You can, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Be a master of your craft, and you're a master of your craft. What was your best experience? Now that we've gone through the depressing part that insulted um, <laughs> basically all of my friends, because <laughs> we're the corp- we're, we're the corporate bloodsuckers. <laughs> what? Well, uh, what? this uh, my answer may surprise you because this goes to show how. Uh, studios and work environments change over time. My best experience was at Paramount, but that was a long time ago. It was back that in the 1990s. Be, that was under Sherry Lansing, Dollars to Donuts. Yes. That's she right. was phenomenal. She ran that place wonderfully. She's a friend and mentor. Never heard one complaint out of Paramount under Sherry. She ran that place yes. beautifully. She was very highly regarded. But uh, at that time, the, the TV shows produced by Paramount, at least the ones that I was familiar with, had a good deal of autonomy. They weren't under extreme scrutiny by the executives unless there were some controversy or something going on that the executives were taking notice of for some reason. So the time that I was working on shows at Paramount, it was uh, it was kind of fun. It was a lot of work, of course, but uh, we had some fun, too, with, with the shows. And that's and I think that's one thing. Paramount, I the best Paramount ever was was either under Sherry or under Paul. I really think that was kind of the best it was. Now it's definitely uh, no offense, Brad. No offense, Brett. Kind of gone downhill. Blame you guys. Um, for people wanting to do this, you're saying if you study on your own. I always tell people do your first job for free. Do an excellent job. If you have to to get your foot in that door, you work for free. If you have to carry bottles of water to get your foot in the door, do it. What advice would you give to people trying to get their foot in that door? Well, um, now as always, I suppose, people skills are exceptionally important. Uh, Even if you are not the world's greatest editor, if you have good people skills and can relate to your colleagues and the people who hire you, and if if they like you, and especially if they like your work, you're golden. And if they really like you, they're willing to overlook um, maybe a little bit less experience, for example, than some other guy might have. So people skills are really, really important, and I can't overemphasize that. That That is a very, very good way of saying it. It's uh, not necessarily um, who you know, it's who knows you and who you get on with. Because... Sure. You know, Hollywood, it, it's a big machine. 
the cogs have to roll and if they roll together well and you don't disrupt it, people are likely to bring you on. You don't, I, I tell actors this, you don't have to be the most talented actor in the world. You have to be the one that shows up on time, easy to work with and not cause any waves. Because the minute you become a diva, we may put that up with that from an A-lister, but we're not putting up with that from somebody just starting. Right. Sure. So. And being a team player is also extremely important. Uh, anyone who goes into a new work environment should uh, really make a high priority out of assessing what they need, what they're looking for, what their strengths and what their weaker areas are, and do what you can to fill in the gaps and make them stronger. You have to also be diplomatic. I mean, you can't go in and just start bossing people around if you see something that you don't think is being done uh, with 100% uh, efficiency. You have to be diplomatic. But if you can be an asset to the producers, not only as an editor, but as an observer and tactful advisor, they will love you. I think that is the best and most concise piece of advice that has ever been given on this show. Well, thank you. <laughs> that That is absolutely spot on. Um, I want to give a couple of shout outs right now uh, to Adrian and Claire Hair Studios. For those that don't know uh, and have tried to get to Adrian and Claire, you've contacted me on Twitter saying you have um, trouble getting over there. You can't use Google Maps. It's not going to work. You're going to have to go uh, straight to Yelp and get the actual address and just go down the street. I want to give a shout out to a whimsical hoot and bespoke glass slippers. You guys do a great job. Thank you. You did my shoes for my last event, marchingapparel.com. If you need anything, they can do it. Vivix Printing and Float Therapy Spa in Huntington Beach, California. So there are my quick shout-outs, and there's a quick shout-out to everybody that owns a piece of my booty. And I'd love to ask you, because I have a lot of people writing in on Twitter about this, Tom, do you think the age of the internet has changed film editing? Uh, well, technologically, sure. Um, just in the way that media is transported, uh, that's the, uh, the obvious thing. Uh, the Internet also is just the pipeline of information on how to edit, what the criteria are for great editing. You can sit down at an edit system and just slap shots together back to back. Or Pretty much I work. Study. Sorry? Pretty much well, I work. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a great book by a very highly regarded editor named Walter Murch. And it's a quick read, and the book is called In the Blink of an Eye. And it's a fantastic guide to the criteria of truly great editing. And I recommend that to anyone who is serious about learning the craft. And it is a quick read. It's only about uh, maybe 100 pages, I think. So that's a great book to pick up. Let me ask you, do you think... I'm, I'm trying to find a way of saying this, uh, but I've got about 10 different questions jammed here on social media. Do you think that YouTube editing has affected film editing? Have, have the clips gotten shorter? Has the YouTube generation and the lack of attention that people pay, has that affected editing at all? Yes, but I also saw that before the internet happened uh, with the advent of MTV. Uh, suddenly really? editing... Paces became quicker. It even became known for a while, anyway, as MTV editing. They wanted quick cutting, uh, lots of music, flash, sound effects, 
And it was the beginning, I think, of tailoring visual entertainment to the short entertainment span generation. Or maybe it just helped to create the short entertainment span generation. But definitely editing has changed over the years. A few nights ago, I watched a movie that was very popular at the time. It was produced, I think, around 1990 called Pretty Woman. And I was astonished. It's a great movie. But the pacing of the editing and the pacing of the majority of film and TV from that era is vastly slower than what we see nowadays. So, yeah, uh, MTV changed a lot of things, and uh, the Internet and YouTube continue to change them. Is there a difference between editing for reality television and editing a regular show? And, by the way, uh, John Ross, I hate you for asking this question because I hate talking about reality television, but we're answering it. Well, technologically, I think reality TV involves a lot more multi-camera work, so there's a uh, technical consideration there. Um, And my advice, by the way, is to, to anyone who's starting out wanting to edit, Acquaint yourself with all the genres out there, the reality, the comedy, the uh, crime shows are becoming very popular, and uh, try your hand at a little bit of each one, And because the more experience you can give yourself, the better off you'll be. Do you think people can get a start in editing on YouTube from Mikkel on Twitter? Well, certainly if you observe what's on YouTube, and you observe anything you can, really, what's on Netflix and so on, you can learn a lot. And I think the proliferation of network, I'm sorry, Internet programming, such as you see see on YouTube, uh, is interesting, but it doesn't necessarily lead to paying gigs. So, again, I would just uh, familiarize yourself with different styles and uh, try to become adept at as many of them as you can. And even if you do work on your own, if you just take footage from somewhere and create something out of it, something that shows you have talent and that you know how to edit, you can still show it to prospective employers. So even if you don't have access, for example, to YouTube, although I suppose everyone does now, you, that doesn't stop you from creating work. It can demonstrate your talent and be appreciated by potential employers. So, um, District 9 was made because of a YouTube video. It really is interesting to see how much effect the internet has had in that way. And I think that's very, very good advice. Uh, Weave, W-E-V-V, would like to know, uh, Summer says work for free until you get a job. That's not quite what I say. I say if you have to take a job or two for free to get your foot in the door, do it. Um, but Summer says work for free. Uh, this is real long. This is like five posts. But basically, do you agree? If that's what you have to do, sure. But uh, as you pointed out earlier, if you can just get your foot in the door in a production company doing anything, uh, do that and continue to hone your skills as an editor. And don't pester the management. But let them know that you are an aspiring editor and you have a passion for it. And uh, try to stay on their radar. And it's, it's, you've got to be diplomatic. You've got to be careful. You don't want to annoy anyone. But stay on their radar. Continue to hone your skills as an editor. And perform the job that they've hired you for, whatever it is. 
And if you could be paid something for it, of course, that's yep. always a plus. I would that's also fair. add to that that uh, with the Internet, you can do your due diligence. So make sure you're giving charity to the right person. Don't just because someone says, hey, do this. Or, hey, I can do this. Or it's going to be huge. People are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is researchable. And one thing I tell people is if you say you've worked on something, Hollywood is a very small place. I've bumped into Paul on jobs that I didn't know he was on or he didn't know I was on years ago. Um, that a weird Although Elvis movie. Pretty loud, so I know you're there even though I don't know you're actually there there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just throwing that um, out there. But it's... Hollywood's a really small place. I, if I haven't worked with someone, I know someone that has. If I haven't worked on a show, I know someone that has. So it can be checked. Don't lie and say that you've done something you haven't because we can check. And it's not just IMDb. Plenty of things don't go up on there. But you, you sure. can call. It's a really small place. Um, and that was, sorry, my response to Weave saying, what if I just say I did stuff? Uh, <laughs> that right. was... And it, it's also just not wise to overstate your, comp- uh, your, your experience and your capabilities because if you get hired upon a job and you haven't really done it before and you can't do it well, uh, they're going to figure that out. And so it, it's usually not going to work out well for the person who was not truthful. Yeah, basically like, don't be a dick. Yeah, and, and Hollywood's a small place. We put a lot of money in and we work with the same people again and again and again because we know they can do the job. Because once you find someone that can do it, it's less of a gamble than yes. it is finding someone new. And that's why it's, it's kind of that little small circle. Um, we have about two minutes left on the show. If people want to track you down and ask you questions, do you have social media or something they can write in on? Because we're getting a lot of responses on Twitter. Oh, good. Um, well, the people are welcome to view my website if they care to. It's just got samples of my work. There's one that's called uh, editpacific.com. And some of the movie trailers I've done are visible on uh, wisetrailers.com. That's W-I-S-E trailers.com. And if anyone would like to ask me anything personally, I'm happy to take email. Uh, my best email address would be... I, I, I wouldn't put do your you, do you email up here. Yeah, I wouldn't give that live. What I can do is set it up. So I'll put okay. a link to different things so people can reach out to you. But we have a lot of listeners. So it's not always a good idea to give out like email addresses and phone numbers because you may get a little inundated. Okay. Um, I do just, have different emails accounts for different, uh, different purposes. Perfect. But I'll be so glad to give you that after we, after we finish. Perfect. So we've got about a minute left. Um, we will put that up for those of you that want to talk to him and we'll put up links to uh, his website so you can see all of the stuff that he did. I do want to say thank you so much, Tom, for being on the show and sharing your experiences with us. Thank you, Summer. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. And I'd love to have you on again. We've got a great reaction to you and a lot of questions. So I'd uh, yes. love to drag you on again if you can uh, handle mine and Paul's dirty mouths. <laughs> okay. Well, you know where I am. And I just ordered the Walter Merch book on Amazon. So, yeah. Perfect. Is it on Amazon? Good, good. So we'll do that. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And I do want to give a shout out and say thank you so much to Tom Wise for being our guest today. We will put out places that you can view his work. If you want to get into Hollywood yourself, 
Listen to the advice of those that came before you because I promise they have hit every wall and every roadblock and stubbed every toe they possibly can. Learn from their mistakes. Learn from their uh, successes. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Tom Wise, Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.